Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some R slash Yamada Butthole. And if you love a Reddit story, why not consider subscribing today? Maybe liking the video as well, as it all really helps out. And let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. And our first story comes from Am I the Asshole Cop 987, titled Am I the Asshole for Leaving a Family Without Childcare Because the Child Called the Police on Me? I'm 25 female, currently studying a doctoral degree and work on the side. I've been babysitting for this family for two years now because they both work full time and their children, Alice 4 female and Ben 6 male, only do half days at school. I'm good with kids. Alice and Ben like me a lot and their parents always tell me how excited they get for the days I babysit. The trouble is they recently had their nephew John, 15, to live with them as his parents were working in another city for a few weeks. Since he's 15, I let him do his own thing and told him I wouldn't breathe down his neck if he didn't want me to. Unfortunately, his pastime is bullying his cousins. If it was playful, I'd not have intervened so much, but the kids are so young and he would dip Alice's pigtails in paint, pants Ben in public, etc. It got to a point that their parents told me that it was fine to punish him as they had authority from his parents to do so. So the next time he tried it and tried to put the poor girl's hand in warm water during that time, I told him he would have to go to his room and stay there. He refused and gets loud. And after a while, threatens to call the police for child endangerment, saying the exact quote, they believe me over you. I thought he was just mouthing off and just sent him upstairs. Half an hour later, the police are ramming at the door and through the window, I saw the cop by the car had his weapon out. I started having a panic attack and the kids woke crying. The officers were verbally aggressive to me. Starting from when I opened the door, the officer by the car had his weapon pointed at me. I was terrified at this point, and if it makes a difference, I'm a dark-skinned Pakistani woman, and the family was white. The dispute did get cleared in the end, as even though the officers didn't listen to me and kept barking at me to shut up, John casually admitted he was just pranking me because he knew the police would scare me. They scolded him lightly, but humiliatingly, one officer waited, sat right next to me till the kid's dad got home. Of course, the family were furious at him, especially for giving the police my exact physical description, even though I was the only adult in the house. They grounded him and took away his stuff, etc. But I was scared shitless at the incident and told the family I could not look after A and B if John was there. As it stands, those poor kids were terrified of the police shouting in their living room. I offered to look after just them at my house. They immediately started to guilt trip me, said they could not afford to take time off, said I was an asshole, and threatened to fire me and not have me back post John. I know I left them in a tight spot and understand the younger kids did nothing wrong, but I cannot deal with that kid and think his prank wasn't childish but really malicious. So, am I the asshole? Edit, sorry, just to add this, as I think it's unfair to them if I leave it out. The reason they said no to me to taking their kids to my place is because nobody would be looking after John, and his parents don't want that. I still maintain I'm qualified to look after young kids, not teenagers. 
So my point still remains, of course. Now, we've had a couple of these stories in the past where babysitters are getting pranked on, as they call it, where it's getting the babysitter in trouble because one of the children doesn't like the decisions they're making. And I don't blame you for, you know, totally backing out of this situation because that could have got you in serious trouble if he did follow through with it. He's 15 years old. He will know the trouble this could have got you into. So yes, you're totally right. It was, it was a malicious decision. And as much as the boy is an arsehole in this situation, I hope they do find some help for him as well because things like that, I think, will only escalate in the future. However, I think from your last little edit there, from what I was getting, is that they're basically using you as this 15-year-old's babysitter as well. You know, he isn't just allowed to roam around the house. They're expecting you to look after him. And, and in the first couple of paragraphs, you did mention about it, but it didn't sound like it was like... It didn't sound like it was a decision that you'd be babysitting them. He just turned up at the house for a few weeks. And, you know, because coincidence, the parents are working he'd be in the house the same time as you. So it doesn't sound like it was a decision that you'd be babysitting them. So they're the arseholes for that. Because I didn't, I, it doesn't sound like you'd be getting paid extra for it either. But definitely not the arsehole from me. Whatever 3232 says, not the arsehole. I'm guessing his parents are happy with their time away from him. He sounds like a real treat. He didn't just endanger you. He endangered their children as well. I'm shocked they're upset with you for drawing this line. Do they not know how badly their very young children are being bullied? This could have lasting effects on them. OP replies to that saying, Yep, that's what completely threw me. Yes, I was scared, but so were their very young kids. And if anything had gone awfully wrong, it would have completely traumatized them at an age they're old enough to remember. Select Pirate says not the asshole. 15 years old is old enough to understand the consequences of what he did. He potentially put your life at risk as well as traumatizing you and his cousins. The parents should get rid of him immediately. I'm a says, not the arsehole. That kid needs serious discipline and maybe even psychiatric help. What he did to you was not acceptable and how terrifying. That could have ended very badly. I would not be returning either. Dragonfly C says, not the arsehole. This was not just a prank. Calling the police in bad faith like that is very malicious and sometimes it goes very wrong. False accusations have led to people being killed. Hold your ground on this one. Either you don't interact with John or it's time to get a new job. Snarky Goblin says not the asshole. Next time he could create a bigger lie and you could get hurt or worse yet killed. Things like that happen when people intentionally call in false reports. Generally they won't second guess a kid calling into 911. You gave them a reasonable option to have the kids at your place. Under no circumstances should you enter that house while John is there. You aren't expecting them to take time off. Just take the time to bring the kids to you. If they don't want to, then that's a them issue. Frankly, with the manipulation they are attempting and lack of care they are showing for how scary and dangerous that was, I'd be reluctant to babysit again. I don't know how much you charge, but generally childcare is in pretty high demand. I'm sure you can find other work where you aren't getting swatted. And one more from CTD Vieta, who says, not the asshole. Okay, we can all agree him calling the police was a completely asshole move. But the way the parents are acting now is a million times worse. The parents called you an asshole. You, OP, think you're leaving them without childcare. No, you are not leaving them without childcare. You are trying to accommodate them and instead they turn on you. Get away from this family as quickly as possible. Make sure you keep records of this incident with the police, including the officers involved and a copy of the incident report. 
God forbid this kid pulls any more crap. You want to be able to whip out a copy of the incident report and show that this is a habit. Good luck and focus on your studies. There are a million great families out there who would love to have a responsible babysitter who just happens to be going to medical school. You do not need this family nor their drama. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from a throwaway account titled, Am I the asshole for refusing to cook for my husband after he threw away all the food I prepared for my family? My husband, 31 male, and I have been married for a few months. It was a long distance relationship and he only met my parents and family a handful of times. Usually when my family visit, I cook their favorite meals for them and my husband does not like any of those meals and always complains about not finding something to eat despite me offering to include his favorite meals. He'd usually sit with them at the table out of politeness but only eats appetizers and salads and nothing else. My family noticed and asked about it and he said he doesn't like what was on the menu. He also complains that I keep leftovers for days later and I don't cook till leftovers are consumed by me of course while he eats fast food. My family planned to visit today. I prepared their favorite meals and all but they called in the morning and apologized for not being able to come due to family issues which is fine. Everything cooked was placed in the fridge. I told my husband then he wasn't thrilled and said, great, now who's going to eat all that unwanted food? He asked when I'm going to cook and I said, till the fridge is empty and there is no leftovers left. He made a face and blurted he won't eat fast food for the next few days as well. Later I saw him taking the trash out which was earlier than usual but I didn't give it much attention till I went to grab the milk from the fridge and saw all the containers that had the meals I cooked earlier empty completely except for one. I immediately confronted him and he said the food smelled funny and there was one container that smelled kind of fine so he left that alone and threw everything else away. I blew up on him calling him nuts and unreasonable to throw away edible food and let it go to waste just because he wanted me to cook fresh meals that he likes. He argued that I shouldn't be cooking my family their favorite food every time and should just have them eat what we usually eat and said that he was so tired of eating fast food till I'm ready to cook again. I told him I won't be cooking again after this stunt and that he needed to deal with it after throwing away money and energy I spent on the food he threw away. He said I can't blame him because my family chose not to come and they were the ones who wasted my efforts. I refused to argue further after I said he could have told me so I could send the food to my family instead of throwing it away. He apologized but only for not asking me first but he still says I went overboard by saying I won't cook for him again. He just left to meet his friends to vent and I'm still upset over what we both said to each other during the fight. Edits. Okay, I feel I should add that the food I cook is Asian. My family are from Asia originally while my husband is American. I learned to cook his favorite meals but he's never been open to try and cook by himself saying it's never going to work and he'll never make a single decent dish. He said cooking just isn't his thing and call it a lost cause. Damn, I hate it when people say like they can't cook, like they can't cook anything at all. There is so many like simple, I'm not even going to call them dishes because they're not, di <laughs> it's not quality food, but like beans on toast, stuff like that. I know you US folk are going to kill me with a beans on toast one. Sausage of mash, toad in the hole. I don't know if you guys know about any of those. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but they're all so easy to cook. So when anyone says like they can't cook anything, I think, I think it's a little bit of a cop-out sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to say all the time, but sometimes. So it's a definite simple, not the arsehole from me. But Tuppen says, does he have both his arms? <laughs> Amazon Star says, let me guess, your family's favorite food are non-European slash American. 
You're absolutely not the asshole. And if your husband doesn't like the food you cook, he can put on his big boy pants and make something for himself. And forward plenty says not the asshole, you might have rushed in to get him married a little quickly. The fact he decided to get rid of food you made and would eat because he doesn't like it is a huge red flag. He threw it away because you said you wouldn't cook any more food until the food in the fridge was gone. He turned your words, so got rid of food in a major asshole move. He knew what you meant and that was forcing you into cooking for him. I can't imagine living with someone like that. Osabear92 says not the asshole. Not to be rude, but why are you married to a low-key racist? The way his attitude skyrockets by the presence of your family and, in my opinion, absolutely phenomenal Asian food. I feel like his hostility plays a key role in my accusation. By the way, I'm fully aware it's 1000% me making an assumption and by no means do I mean any offense. It's totally fine if he doesn't like Asian cuisine, to each their own, but to be so opposed that instead of making himself a fried egg sandwich, he maliciously wastes your perfectly good food just to make a statement. He didn't think it smelled funny. That's a direct result. He is saying the food you make, the food from your culture smells funny, period. That's an absolute insult if I've ever heard one. My very terrible, very unfortunately racist family makes snide comments like that all the time. If they ever smelled any other cuisine, that isn't gravy covered potatoes. And they do it intentionally to hurt those who enjoy the food. Take a step back and ask yourself any other red flags in this situation ship. Terra Farmer says not the asshole. Your husband is using strategic incompetence in order to pressure you into cooking for him since he can't cook. Throwing away the food because he thinks it will force you to cook for him is even worse. You've been married for a couple of months and he is already emotionally abusive. Consider therapy to help you explore your feelings and whether or not this is a relationship that you want to continue. Shai says, not the asshole, this guy should be cooking his own food if he does not like what's on the menu. And one more from Curly Locks who says, he's a child who needs his mummy, not the asshole. Now, what would you do in this situation? What do you think about some of the comments? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Oil International 874 titled, Am I the Arsehole for Removing My Sister-in-Law from the Christmas Gift Exchange? Every year I am in charge of our family gift exchange where everyone makes a list of things they might like and we draw names to do a secret Santa type thing. Two weeks ago, my mum died unexpectedly and me and my siblings all flew home to our parents' house to be with dad. We are all in our 30s. My dad was really overwhelmed and asked that just us and not our spouses come, so that's what we did. My brother's wife wouldn't have come anyway because of her job, their kids, their pets and the fact that her dad, who has dementia, lives with them and it would have been too hard to arrange care. So her staying home was not out of sacrifice for our dad, but necessity. Dad decided not to do the funeral until summertime so that COVID might die down and things will be easier for everyone by then to go there. We all stayed a week, then my other siblings flew home and it was just me and my brother there with Dad. Dad asked us to help him go through our mum's stuff and look for important documents and stuff he needed as far as taking over finances go and we both said okay. We stayed a few more days, then my brother's wife called one day and told my brother she'd been in a bad accident and totaled her car. Apparently someone ran a red light and hit her. She'd been taken to the hospital and had whiplash and had contact burns from the airbags deploying. He asked her if she needed him to come home and she said no, she'd be okay and to stay with dad. But then the next day she called crying and begged him to come home and he did. 
I feel like she was wrong to pull him away from her family at such an important time. And now I feel like removing her from our Christmas gift exchange because if she isn't going to act like she cares about our family, then why should we do anything for her? Her car was totaled, but I feel like she's a grown woman who can handle that alone without interfering with our family time. Editing to add, I think my sister-in-law was looking for any excuse to get him to come home because she and my mum didn't get along and I really doubt she even cares that my mum died. Last time they were together, she confronted my mum about something that she felt was inappropriate that mum had said about my niece at a family gathering. Basically, mother was very conservative and had made a remark about my teenage niece having come out as gay. My mum had her own beliefs and things and my sister-in-law didn't like that she was outspoken. Editing again, her kids aren't his kids. He's stepdad and the third husband. Also, the kids are old enough to help their mum. Final edit, the reason I mentioned that my dad's wishes is to explain how I got left alone with my husband, there to support me because we respected what my dad wanted. But even if dad didn't ask for that, she would have not been here to support my brother. And there is a mini little update paragraph which we'll cover after the comments. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, I think you're an asshole in this story, and I'll explain why. I think from the third paragraph, you know, you were saying the brother's wife wouldn't come anyway because of her job, their kids, their pets, and their father who lives with them who has dementia. Then went on to say, you know, it wasn't out of sacrifice for your dad. It was out of necessity, like she doesn't care at all. And she allowed your brother to go and spend time with your family, there for a week plus by the sounds of it. And I know this is going to sound really harsh, but even when someone passes, life doesn't stop moving so her life was still you know going crazy with all the stuff and now she was the only person there to deal with it and that's with dealing with the car wreck as well just been in the car wreck probably you know probably feeling pretty rough at the moment and still dealing with it and probably a little in shock that night when they phoned up as well and said no you stay there and then after they come down from this phone the husband said look i, I really need you which is totally understandable and whilst I'm not making excuses here because, you know, grief is never never an excuse to be an arsehole, there clearly is some rash decision-making going on with grief. I mean, they're at their parents' house now, going through their parents' things. Emotions will be running high. And there's clearly already a little resentment towards sister-in-law from what I'm getting in this story. So I imagine all this grief and stuff is only amplifying what's going on. Again, though, I'm not excusing the behavior. It's asshole behavior, whichever way you put it. But I always try to, like, put myself in the person's shoes if possible. 
and know myself personally that grief can send you in a whole bunch of different directions. It's absolute madness. But again, it's never an excuse to be an asshole. You later go on to say, you know, the kids are not his kids. He's a stepdad and the third husband. Like that's some sort of negative. So yes, you're going to be the arsehole for that. You don't know his family situation. It hasn't been explained how your brother feels about this. I'm sure he loves his family. He loves his children. If I'm not getting this wrong, in one of the edits, she defended your niece as she came out as gay against your mum. And then overall, your fix for this is to remove sister-in-law from the Christmas gift exchange. You know, you're complaining she's not supporting the family yet, yet you're trying to exclude her from the family. Yeah, great one. And it's a very petty comeback as well. So yes, you're going to be a huge arsehole in this one. But Nolan says, you're the arsehole, a huge arsehole. She was just in a serious car wreck and that totaled her car and you're upset that she wanted her husband home to help with kids pets and the living father with dementia meanwhile your father who had all his children for a week or more will still have you maybe remove yourself from the christmas gift exchange and nella sheena says you're the asshole huge one you're very petty and immature the woman who was in a bad car wreck for fuck's sake did you honestly expect that she should have to go through with that without her husband while also taking care of her kids pets and a father with dementia jj bradley 99 says you're the asshole and petty sorry pulling someone from a gift exchange because they're in a car accident is childish sleepy dynamo says and replies that saying on top of this i wonder if op asked her dad or the rest of the family if they feel the same even if op feels justified if they go ahead and pull this just because they organize it without consulting others involved could very well be alienating themselves from future family events getting the opinions of other people involved might help you realize how misplaced your anger slash upset is it's reasonable to feel frustrated, hurt, and angry during grieving, even if it's misdirected, but don't make rash decisions you'll later regret. If you can't talk to your family, at least wait until you're able to distance yourself from the loss a bit. Like you very well may be feeling more agitated, upset about everything because the loss is still so fresh and you're at your parents' home and having to go through your mum's old things. And F you says, you're the arsehole. I'm sorry for your loss, but seriously, get off your high horse. You're being extremely petty and childish. Love Beach says, you're the arsehole. She was in a car accident for crying out loud. Have you ever been in one where your car was totaled? Even if no bones were broken, you're excruciatingly sore from head to toe. Have a little sympathy. She has a lot of responsibilities at home. You're being ridiculously selfish. Now, let's check out the update to see what that says. So the update says, so I emailed my sister-in-law in a group email with the rest of the family and told her I didn't want her or her kids in the gift exchange this year. She wrote back really fast on reply all and said she was fine with that and that her and her siblings don't do gifts anyway and that with everything going on, she figured it would probably be easiest on everyone to just not do it. Everyone else responded and said they agree that not doing it at all is best this year and now and now I guess there's no gift exchange anyway, but thanks. Wow, that twisted around at the end there. But what do you guys make of this one? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from GrexXL, who says, am I the asshole for being a Karen and demanding my seat? Oh, it's going to be a public transport one, isn't it? I love the fact that they're coming back. I know, but hear me out. A bit of context. This happened in the UK, London. 
I booked a ticket for Sunday evening to go back to my apartment, Northampton. Due to the accident on the tracks, a lot of trains have been delayed or suspended indefinitely. I found this out at the station. Holy moly, this must be a recent one. That accident only happened recently. A couple of hours before I was about to start making my way home, my ticket to go home was canceled, refunded, and given the option to buy a new one, which I did. It came with a seat, but I didn't pay too much attention to it. When I got to the station, it was packed, to say the least. Trains were getting canceled and delayed left and right. My train got delayed multiple times, but luckily it arrived. Since the train station was so packed, it was a rush to get in the train, made harder with my mini suitcase I was pulling along. I was scanning my ticket and remembered it came with my designated seat. I relaxed a bit knowing that at least that was secure. The trouble was when I got my seat, someone was sitting in there. I politely informed the woman that the seat she was sitting on was reserved for me and I have a ticket to prove it. She looked at me and said, sorry, I was here first, you can find another seat. I said, I get that, but I paid for that seat and should be able to sit in the seat I bought. If it was the other way around, I'd get up because it is the right thing to do. We went back and forth about it with her refusing to budge on the matter and me getting more and more annoying. I was annoyed and lost all my patience and simply said, look, we all paid for a ticket, but mine came with that seat and I'd like to sit there as I paid for it, so get up. At this point, you could hear anger in my voice and people started to notice and take sides. Some thought I was in the wrong and should screw off. Some said it's my seat as stated on the ticket and she should get up. One person heard the commotion from another carriage and came to shame me for bullying her and refused to listen when someone was trying to explain. She said I should be ashamed that someone like you shouldn't harass an innocent lady like her. To clarify, I'm, I'm a 6 foot 3 black guy with a voice deep enough to make Darth Vader jealous. <laughs> so I could have been a misunderstanding. After 10 minutes and another delay, the train was at the platform the whole time. She reluctantly got up and sat next to someone else. I apologized for the disturbance. I put my suitcase up on the overhead luggage storage, sat down and put in my AirPods and calmed down with some music. She got off at the stop before me, Wolverton, and gave me a dirty look through the window. <laughs> In hindsight, it was a chaotic situation to say the least, but I still believe I was in the right, but also think that I could have just let the situation go or handled it better. So I come here for an unbiased opinion from strangers of the internet. So Reddit, am I the asshole for being a Karen and demanding my seat? Hell no, you're not the asshole. Been in this situation many times when I used to work in in Bista, it was like a, a 30 minute train well two train journeys to get to my work and you'd reserve seats and they get blocked up when i go to football in wolverhampton it's a long it's a fairly long train journey and so we always book a seat to you know be able to sit down rather than stand the whole journey and because the train i think it comes from like southampton or somewhere it's always pretty much packed when you get on it and there's people sitting in your seat and usually you go up to them and say sorry these are our seats and the person goes yeah no problem and everything's cool why leave an empty seat right if there's an empty seat there sit in it but please do move if it's reserved it's kind of the system in the uk you know if there's a reserved seat generally people will sit on it until they get told to move but the bloody cheeky so-and-so to turn around and just say i'm sitting here go and find another seat hell no this was just a totally entitled person. And the vivid image you gave me of when she was looking through the window of you, it reminds me of that meme of the little girl who's angrily looking back like, 
<laughs> just staring at the window for you. I'd have absolutely pissed myself. What's that person, that entitled person is totally at fault at this one. I do blame the train companies as well. They don't make it obvious when a seat's reserved. There's like a, a tiny little digital display at the top that occasionally flashes reserved. If it's working, it's absolutely useless. Sometimes they put tickets in the back of the seats that people just take out and throw on the floor. It's, it's stupid, honestly. But let's check out some comments to see what they say. With giant asshole 84 who says, not the asshole. You paid for the seat, it's yours. Simple as that. Not the asshole. That someone like you shouldn't harass an innocent lady like her took me out though. Like what made you a someone like you? And the woman somehow innocent. Zippy Zaboo says, not the asshole. Seat, reservation, it means what it says. My spirit animalist Jinx says, not the asshole. Why is it such a common thing for people to do? It should be pretty fucking clear that if you paid for a thing, you should get it. Full stop. And I'm not going to read any more of those comments because it's pretty much just, you know, seat reserved. It's your seat. You paid for it. You deserve it. But what could they do if, you know, this entitled person did refuse to move seats? There isn't really much they could do other than find a staff member to try and deal with it. And that's pretty bloody rare on our trains at the moment, let me tell you. So what are your thoughts on this story? What are your thoughts on today's collection of stories? As always, I would love to hear them. A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being involved today. Getting involved in the channel means the absolute world. You are bloody amazing. Do not forget that. And I hope you have a wonderful day ahead of you because you deserve it. Much love, guys. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.